Yeah, so my school's been out, uh, we just had our 450th anniversary, so it's been there for a while. And so yeah, so it was used as a, as a, as a, in a scene for Harry Potter. Now, it's not often that I do this, Eugen. Matter of fact, you're the first person I've ever done this with. Where I've met them in the morning, seen them a couple of times, convinced them to come in yeah. and do a podcast. Right, right, right. I want to thank you so much for willing, no being willing to do it. I really do. You told me that you were born here mm. in Japan, right? Yes. All right, you have brothers and sisters? I have a, I'm an older brother. Okay. Uh, he's uh, three years old. He's 21 right now. He's 21 right yeah. now? And you're 18, right? I am. Okay, when you turn 19? June. In June? Yeah, so okay. I'm quite late. You're quite late, okay. <laughs> so you went, to, you went to school here too, right? Yeah, I did. All right. Now you're living with your mother and father right now? I am. All right. You grew up through in Tokyo. You mean you grew up in um, Tokyo? So I was born here. Um, okay. So that's 2004. And then I left to, well, our family moved to Hong Kong for a bit. Okay. So we were there for about three, three years, three, four years. Right. And then... After that, then we came back. This is because of my dad's work. Um, Which you're not sure what it is. Well, I just understand that it's something in the food business. Okay. I'm not, I can't give explicit information because I, I have no idea, really. But, that's but have, you, have you ever asked? I, like. You should after this. Yeah. You're not <laughs> going to that right now. You should ask him after this, say, Dad, how do you do your business? Maybe he felt you, it wouldn't be an interesting to you. Yeah. Um, all I know is that he does a lot of, like, he looks at organic foods. I know mm -hmm. he he travels a lot. He just came back from Mexico the other day. That's wonderful. So yeah, so he goes through um, Southeast Asia and South America because that's where a lot of foods are grown, and I think he buys a lot th from there. I, I would assume so at least. Sounds like he's probably going to be upset with you when he sees when he sees this and says, well, I'm gonna be "You don't know wrong. what I yeah, do. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> what I do." He's going to tell you this one. Exactly, what I mean. exactly. What about your mother? Is she working? Um, so my mother was in finance until mm -hmm. um, she, she, had to, she had to raise us. So she worked in uh, London uh, for f quite a while, for a few years, and she worked here as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then after she had my older brother, she just took care of us. She just ended up taking. She did. Did she take good care of you? She very much did. All right, there yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> you should look in the thing and tell your mommy. He said he said you were fantastic, and you hear that from your son. I know it's true. <laughs> Listen, when you were growing up here, did you go to school, Japanese school, or did you go to? Um, I went to uh, yeah a Japanese school for just not 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 for long. Um, uh, this, this was only when I was four, so this is right when I came back from Hong Kong. I was in a Japanese school. Do you remember that time? Vaguely, vaguely. Okay. Uh, and then I went to this um, pre-kindergarten school called Yoyogi International School um, for about for a year. And then from there on, I went to Nishimachi. Mm -hmm. uh, to you stayed in Nishimachi for how long? Uh, seven years, I would say. Seven years. Yeah, from 2009 to 2016. Right, you were there when Christian was the headmaster. Yeah, I was. Okay, wow. So what, what sports, were you more sports? Yeah, I was more of a sports guy. Is that right? I would say so, yeah. I, I, I was a, just to skip a few years, at, at my boarding school, I was an athletic scholarship. Wait, 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 you got into your boarding school on an athletic scholarship? Oh no, I got given it. What do you mean you got given it? Explain this to me. <laughs> okay, so my sport was fencing. 
Uh, but did you do that while you were here? I did that while I was here. Well, then you were part of the, when it got started, then you know, um, I wish, I'm sorry for forgetting the no last name. The brothers, three brothers, the mother basically started it. Um, the father's, I want to say he's Italian, but he isn't. Lorenzo. Oh, oh, that's my, that's my best friend. Okay, what's his name? Davide. Davide, yes, because his brothers, I taught, and I taught Davide. They were all in my program. There's three of them. Yeah, there's three of them. And Davide's mother is the one that really pushed it here yeah. while I was here. Yeah, my, was president. My, my, yeah my mom was, uh, was involved in that too. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't yeah, that wonderful? <laughs> see, small see how small the world yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us getting on the elevator. See, that's why I'm doing this podcast, because I know so many people in this area, and I've known them for a long time. And what happens is we see each other, like we've seen each other, and we probably have, because it's a small community, a lot of common relationships with other different people. However, we don't talk to each other about that. We just say good morning and that's it. I want us to get to know each other. We have enough people doing interesting things among ourselves that we'd never have to go outside the circle if we didn't want to. That's what I hope for. I'm so so happy to be, have you on this <laughs> So you did fencing. Yes. So I you, but I, I thought he was better. Davide was really good. Oh, no, good. he's, 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 he's the number one. Yeah, because he, he's at UPenn for, 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 for fencing right now. Wow. Yeah, it, he's, he's, uh, can't really compare much to him. But we did, I started about two years maybe after he did. So I, I started when I was eight. Uh, and we first started fencing at a, at a Japanese club. And that's kind of, it's a club, you know, where they teach you discipline. It's, it's very Japanese, very traditional, the way they teach you right. know, sports, uh, the program. Um, and from there, we went to, we went, we came here, we came to TAC, where a new program was formed. Right. And because of his mother and your yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah. And so, Let's do it. Um, yeah, we started that and it seemed to go, seemed, seemed good. Is it yeah. still going on here? Do they still? I think do so. Concert? I think so. Right, because well, I remember when she did, it was big. Yeah. We put it in In Touch and everything. Uh, you that, guys use uh, the yeah, gym? Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. No. Me and Darwin, we were on that In Touch magazine. Yeah, yeah, we were super, super small, super small. You guys were on the In Touch, so I'm going to have to get a copy we of We were in the front, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty. I, was, I remember that day because we were excused uh, from actually training because we had to do all these photo shoots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the gym, down there. Yeah, that was, that, was good, that was a good day. You guys had those mats out there and stuff that were sensitive so it could tell when you yeah, touched because yeah. you guys are wired up and everything? It's very, it's very technical. Right. Yeah. I didn't know, most people wouldn't know that. And that's the only way they can tell if you actually touched or not. Yeah. And then there's all right. these rules to determine who's got the point and whatnot. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It it's get, gets complicated. Not something I fully understand myself. Right. But yeah, it's very technical. So do you still do fencing? I do. I do. So, um, so I've been fencing since I was eight. And then when I came to... When I when I went to the UK, I did. Well, I assumed that they were going to be very good, with high standards. But actually, <laughs> not. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. It's just that the standards wasn't as high as as it was in Japan. So I found it a little easier. So what happened? So I pretty much would just be everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. It was not like. It was not as hard of the competition, and so the first tournaments I've had there. I came quite, I think I came like third in my first one. And I assumed that it would be much harder than that, but I guess some of them didn't put much of a fight as I thought they would. Is age? Um, yeah, there's age brackets. Yeah. Okay, what are the age brackets? So in that tournament that I've just mentioned, that's a little different. That, so that becomes under 14 and then under 17 and then I think seniors from there. Okay. 
And so, so what, what age bracket were you in? So you that first time I went, I was 13. And so I was in the under 14. Then I came third. And then the next year I went, uh, I was, I went to the under 17 division. That was 14, I came seventh, I think. Seventh. And this, this is, uh, I'd say, one of the most, either, either biggest or one of the most significant tournaments in the UK for, for people our age. So I, I did well in that. And then because of my successes in individual tournaments as well as team, that's I got given a scholarship. Okay. No, but when you were at Nishimachi, of course, you were doing fencing while you were at Nishimachi? I was, yeah. You started at what age? Eight. Eight? Yeah. What were you doing prior to that? Uh, football or soccer. Okay. Yeah. So that was my first sport. And I still love it because it's, I enjoy it all the time. But that was my first sport. That's, I've always loved that game. And I did it throughout until I, I kind of stopped around 15 because I wanted to focus on fencing. And yeah, so I kind of stopped at that age. But now, it, now were you being pushed into fencing or did you really want to do it? Oh, it was, it was my idea. Yeah. Well, Davide was there too. Yeah, because no, so Davide <laughs> was like, you know, I want to just come once or and mom was like yeah you should i was like okay sure why not i went and then i was like oh i actually quite like it and then so i started going and started going and obviously don't get me wrong i've had doubts like oh, am i gonna keep going with this but in reality i i don't want to stop actually because it's been there for so long why would i stop now so yeah that's nice that's yeah nice. it's great it's great because david's brother is luca i just remembered his name yeah, luca I, and alessandro Right, now Luca's the oldest, yep. and that's who I remember the most because I had Luca, yeah. and then Alexandro came after that, and then finally we, I had Davide, because they had all three of them in my gymnastics program. Right, 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 right. Right, so doing that. You never did the gymnastics program, I did you? I don't think so. No, no you would have known if you did. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd be calling me Mr. Lee, see? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's what it would be. Yeah, Luke, that, they're, doing, they're doing both well, very well. So you still stay in contact with them? Um, well, because I, I go to the, the, the house quite, quite often, because um, David is one of my best friends, so um, and they say that they're doing well. I know Luca is now in London, and he has his job there, and Alessandro is in New York. So did Luca go to boarding school as well? Uh, they both did. David just didn't because David had to do fencing here because he had that. I guess probably took priority. But for Luca and Alessandro, I think they went to boarding school um, from I'd say similar age, and then they right. went to the university or college after that. Oh, that's beautiful. That yeah. is so beautiful. So you say, so you, so you, you did fencing. You continued with that, but there was something else. There's another sport that you were in that you were actually yeah. well known. You were a phenomena, especially <laughs> in that. And what's that called? So that was called sports stacking or speed stacking, right. and that was introduced at Nishimachi by uh, a PE teacher. Uh, Wait, Mr. Tan. It wasn't Mr. Tan. It was Mr. Fernando. Mr. Fernando. I don't remember him. He was there for a short while. Yes, I do remember. But him. he was—he was a good—he was a very good guy. He was good, good at soccer too. Yeah, he was. Exactly. Okay, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Am I right? So yeah. he he showcased it to us. I remember in an assembly, and then we we're like, oh, wow, that's looks pretty cool. So my brother and I we picked it up, and out of the people that did pick it up in the school, we became really good, and we just kept doing it, kept doing it, and we started going tournaments, and then we just kept winning, we kept winning, we kept winning, like. What do you think, what was your technique that you think made it so that you would win and you know other people, if they did it, they would, it would make them better? It's just because we did it so often. Like, is that right? Yeah, we just, at home, we always, we always did it. It's just practice. <laughs> is that all it is? Well, the thing is, because at, at that age, you can't be that wise about your, your like, uh, about how, how you about do the skills sports, right? You're just doing so it. you just keep doing it and then you realize, oh, you're pretty good at it. And then 
you just keep going, you keep going. Because you like the feeling of being pretty good at it. You like the feeling of winning. But so were you, you were doing it with your brother. Um, it's not something you do together, but we were both doing. We were I mean, would you, you guys would do it for time. I'm sure, isn't it based on time? Yeah, it's based on time, yeah. Okay, so you and your brother would do it. Yeah. Were you winning the most, or was he winning the most? Between the two of you. Well, the thing is, my brother's division was much harder. So when he entered, oh. there was already people that were already very, very good. So in the beginning, I won more because there was, I guess, less people and in my in my division because I was like seven, I was really young. Um, so it's easy for me to get into. For my brother, a little different, but he had a lot of his successes. Like, don't get me wrong, he won a lot, and so did I. And because we were so good, we went to um, be just, I guess, we represented Japan for the world championship. Well, this was ages ago, and so we went to Germany. Yeah, we went to Germany. That was that was a cool wait, trip. Wait, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, both of you went together. Oh, obviously with my parents and. Okay, no, I know, yeah. but he was with. So both of you had represented Japan at yeah, the time. Yeah, we both did. So there was like I think that, so there's, there's a group of like four of us. So yeah, there was four. Oh, of so us. two other two other kids. There were two other people. Yeah. Okay. And so we went to the World Championships. Yeah, uh, in Germany. That was. I can't say how long ago, I don't remember, but we went to Germany and we had fun. I think, I can't remember if we did well, but I'm sure we did. Um, and then we went to Junior Olympics in America, <coughs> the AAU. So we went to, the first time we went was in Houston, I think. Okay. We went twice. Oh, you went twice? Yeah, we went twice. Just in stacking? Yeah, just in stacking. Because it was it was really big in America. Because America, they were the they were the best. So okay. it was huge, really really big. Um, so we went. Yeah, I think it was in Houston and Detroit. Okay. So we went. So we went there, and we we enjoyed ourselves. And then there was but also. How did you do? Do you remember how you did? Well, I definitely came out with a few medals. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, that's that's, that's I remember because I have I still have it at home those okay. AAU medals. Um, so I went there, and then. I think we there was the last world championship we went to was uh, Seoul it was in Korea, which was which was cool. So yeah, we traveled quite a lot just just for this. Just from stacking. I know it was because it was pretty big back in the day. And would both your parents go with you all the time? Yeah, they would. Oh, that's. And we were so young, so we couldn't do it ourselves. But yeah, they accompanied that is us. Fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. That's neat. So those are pleasant memories for you to have. So then, when you left Nishimachi, where'd you go? Um, then I went to BST for a year yeah, BST. because. At that time, I already knew I was going to go to boarding school in the UK. So, right. my fam, well, my my mom thought it was best for for me to adjust into that English system, and the best way to do that would be to go to BST. For so a you year. went to the Shoah campus. You didn't go to the Shoah. I, I went to the Shoah campus. Okay, yeah, you had to. So I was there for a year, and then from then on, I went to. Boarding so school. would you pick up the accent? From uh, the, it couldn't have been that one year at the Shoah campus, was it? Well, <laughs> at that time. I could pick it up, but I can also change back to an American accent very easy because I had an American accent for for the longest time until then. So you can still do that? Not anymore. No, if I do, I sound stupid. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. But um, I, I tried to yeah. So even still, while I was at boarding school, the first year, I can still change back. But then, it gradually, you just it just sticks like right. completely, like permanently, and you can't change back. You can change back if you want to. You can. When you're talking about it, I'm sure you could. I honestly, I actually, I'll, uh, if you wanted, if you wanted to um, imitate someone who spoke English, you could do it real well. If yeah, if I if, if I can imitate to. it, right? Yeah, you know, to a certain extent. I understand, but not to the extent if it was actually natural or real. Okay. Or, yeah. 
So you're really comfortable with your accent now? Yeah, yeah, this is kind of okay. the way I speak now. Will you have videos of yourself when you were younger, speaking in, in a different way? I'm sure I do. Uh, not, not on my phone, unfortunately, but I definitely have videos of just the way I spoke, yeah. Okay. So now you knew you are going to boarding school, and of course your closest friend, all of his brothers went to boarding school, so you didn't have any real fear about doing it, or apprehension? No, re not really, no, and not really. And your brother had already left a couple of years before you. Yeah, so my brother went, went to, uh, I think, when I was fifth grade, so 2015. So he yeah. went, no, so he went 2014. He went 2014. Yeah. And when he said he had a lot of fun, he made a lot of friends. I was like, okay, cool. I'll join you. <laughs> Couldn't wait. Did you, did you actually join him when you went there? You went to the same boarding school? Yeah, we were the same boarding school, okay. same house. Oh, same house? Yeah. So that, that's the way they do it in, in, in most boarding schools in the UK. Usually they keep the family. With the siblings, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was in the same house with my brother. And you can kind of, it's pretty interesting to see your brother in that, in that environment. How so? How so? Well, it's different because you know you, you have a brother at home. Oh, at home, your brother is. Well, how, I don't, I don't know how to really put it into words, but it's more. He, your brother becomes more professional at school mm -hmm. because he's surrounded by different people rather than his parents. What your our parents were, you're more comfortable with, if you know what I mean. And because he's around teachers and whatnot, and we all have we have all school uniform, so everyone has to be proper, right? So yeah, it's it, it is a little different. Because of course, him being your your brother being your older brother, yeah, you're looking up to him, yeah, exactly. And you're trying to get your cues from him how he acts. Yeah, and you say, wow, he's really he's not lying around like he does at home and no and no, no, no 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 so no, you no. know just acting like it doesn't matter yeah. now he's, <laughs> he's but of course his like persona doesn't change it sticks with him but it's just the environment can also change you so to an extent yes he was a little different oh. yeah but yeah so the, he, my brother was there for he left uh, in 2019 so I had three years of just just myself so it was cool to see different different sides mm -hmm. uh, and I've, I've enjoyed every five years I think going to boarding school is probably the best decision I've ever made. You made that decision? I did, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you had a decision. Anyway. Because, well, my, my, it's a bit of both because I was so I young. So. That's true. But I was like, all right, my brother's there. Why not? That's my true. other best mate, he, um, I became friends with him in, at BST and he went off to boarding school. He went to another, one of those top boarding schools in the UK, which I was actually going to join him at that school because I also got a, a school called Charterhouse. Um, and his brothers, all, all his brothers went there. And, but no, he went to boarding school at the same time I did. And we're, we're still best mates now. Yes. Yeah. But then you decided to go with the, where your brother was. Yeah. Cause right, it's your brother. Yeah, it's my brother. Yeah, right. yeah. so yeah. That's, what, that's what we did. And, and that, was, that was a good choice, for sure. So what was it like there? I mean, what was your experience? What do you, how do you see boarding school different from going to a regular private school here? Oh, it's so different. Okay, how? <laughs> it's Tell so me different. Things. Start so, off. Um, well, it, the school that I went to is, is generally seen as, as quite posh. And Why is that? Because it's, it's, it's a lot of like uh, middle, upper class English people. Okay, well, name someone famous who went there. Uh, Winston Churchill. I guess that's pretty famous. <laughs> Winston, Ch okay. Winston Churchill, uh, Lord Byron. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot of big names. And uh, at, at our school, uh, and a lot of as well as you know from from all aspects. So it can mm -hmm. be politics or whatnot. Like Mr. Churchill, and, it can, and a lot of sports. We're quite a sporty school, um, but yeah. So 
It was, it was a good it was, it was a good decision and what's so different about it is really just the environment you're in such from going from here from Tokyo which obviously if you compare it okay let's say about architecture of buildings that's so different between Tokyo and between the school I was in it's very very different because Tokyo in, in essence to another person's eye at least from the west is so so futuristic whilst England is quite old and a- ancient if you could say could I use the analogy of Harry Potter you see, that's that's a lot of people. A lot of people used to say that. Is it? Like it wasn't Harry Potter actually. What? Yeah, it was. The, it was my school wasn't used for Harry. That's Potter. That's the school. Uh, it was one of them. Yeah. So, so, that, so the architecture, okay. If you if you haven't seen Harry Potter, go see it. You'll see what he's talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of square buildings. Yeah. These are more, more coming to a point and and more historical. I mean, they've been around yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my school's been out. Uh, we just had our four hundred fiftieth anniversary. So it's been there for a while, and so yeah, so it was used as a as a as a, in a scene for Harry Potter, and a lot of people that do come and visit, they do say, oh wow, it's like Harry Potter. Because in fact, there was an NFL team that came to our school, because they used they wanted to use our training grounds, and when they got interviewed, they were like, yeah, it's all Harry Potter, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, I I, I understand because it's it's that sort of building that you see in Harry Potter, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but yeah, so another. Very different factors. Definitely, the people. The people is also very different. Oh. Uh, it's different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, again, that's hard to put in words. I'd say the only best way to put it is, you know, England and Japan is are two different environments, and therefore they're raised differently. And because you're raised differently, you end up being a little, you. You can't be all that similar. You're raised. You, you become a little different. I'm not saying that's bad at all. I'm saying it's good, but the people I'm friends with here and I'm friends with over there are different people. Yeah, I'm still friends with them. But they are... I don't know. It's quite, it's quite hard to explain. I'm sorry, but... That's okay. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just environment as well, it's very different because just open space and we had a lot, a lot of space. And we were in actually, we were in London. We were born in school in London, just a little bit outside um, the central bit of London. Uh, but we had a lot of space and it's so different to when you're in a school like Nishimachi or BST, I wouldn't call it confined because obviously we're in a city, but at a school over there when you have so much space you can run around and do whatever you want, it was like, wow, it's, it's different, it's really, really different. The way you think changes completely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very different. And I'm very glad because obviously there I've made friends for life as well as many connections that can be proven valuable to me in the future. Do you have, you're only 18 years old, I shouldn't say only, you're 18 years old, so you've had a decade, almost two decades on yeah. this planet. I don't count the first five years. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. So, how do you, which do you feel most comfortable in, or do you feel the same in both? And, um, well, I would say if I'm here, I'm more comfortable in, in this environment. It's something, I've grown, I've grown up in it, been raised up in it, so I know what's going on. And in terms of safety, it's safer here. So what is it? Yeah, I'd say so. What were some of the things that would not make well, it safe there? London right? is it's quite notorious for knife crimes. So it can become dangerous and there's a lot of uh, like gang-related stuff going on in London. Especially where our school is. It, our school itself is very, very nice. But then just if you just kind of step outside of it, you have it's, it's, a little bit, it's, a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit sketchy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so London is dangerous. There's people that you can tell you don't really want to like talk to or insults or anything but Japan that's you don't see that as much so mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable here 
and I can like I'm more comfortable being laid out at night here whilst it feels in London. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I would say I'm quite com- comfortable here. But I obviously I, I'm okay being. I, I'm just I don't course, really think of it as much. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So you have your, your school needs finished now. Yeah. So my when did I, you graduate? I graduated in this past July. Um, okay. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And what did what, what, what subjects were you taking? That you yeah. Um, so the UK system is very very different to the US system. I understand US you have APs and and whatnot. UK there's this thing called A levels, which is uh, your standardised test, and it is very very difficult. And because it's very difficult, you can do three subjects only, just only three subjects. And in these subjects, you go very much into depth. And the subjects that I did was economics, I did Mandarin, and I did uh, theology and philosophy, which is like religious studies, but not just religion, could philosophy, could ethics, which was my favorite subject. It was? Yeah, it was my favorite subject. Why is that? Why is that? Because, well, I, I quite like abstract, and I quite like ambiguity and vagueness. I can argue both sides that why I don't like it because a lot of the times the essays that I, that I write for my exams you're writing for something you're writing for and against for something that doesn't even exist but that's the fun of it there's no right or there's no wrong you just have to argue your points um, as well as it, learning these that, that subject is not only just good for knowledge it's good f- for myself in terms of being able to establish your own moral codes or your ethical codes something that you should live by and you're able to pull out different, different things from different areas in, in, in the subjects that I've learned. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like stick into your head and you're able to kind of be a better person yourself because of this study. And that's what I've enjoyed the most. Let me ask you this, do you, who would you think was an influencer in trying to get you, was it your professor, to get you involved in that? Well, originally, so my brother also took the same subject. Um, okay. And I wouldn't say he was an influencer, I just know he did it. And then when he said, why don't you do it for A-level, I was, I was like, I don't know, because it was back then, and I was like, yeah, I'm not that keen on it. And I, I, don't know, I don't know what it was, but I think an introduction, uh, influence from my professor as well, mm-hmm. as, as well as... Did he, was it the same professor your brother had? Yeah, actually it was. Yeah, he was. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that that probably was the main reason why you liked it because it's how it's presented to you. Yeah. And what kind of interest did he have in it? Right. And he's right. telling you. Because you can have the most exciting subject in the world introduced to you by the most boring person in the world and you won't like it. Exactly. <laughs> and it you can have the, the most d- mundane subject in yeah. the world introduced to you by the most exciting person in the world and you will think it's the best thing that ever happened. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the teacher. But also, in addition, if we just look out from that, I guess, I guess that more subjective uh, way, um, it was also just the course in itself. I just enjoyed talking about, oh, is what he or she did right or wrong, and kind of enter this discussion, and it becomes sometimes it gets heated because everyone thinks differently, and I've I've always enjoyed that, so I, I chose it, and uh, and don't get me wrong, it was it's extremely difficult. There's a lot of lot of topics to learn. Um, I think I think that was about like seventy two. Well, you're not finished with it. They're teaching you how to learn it. It was it's it, continuing, and it's really difficult, and it's 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 seriously really really hard. And I was able to pull through at the end, and so the grades that I received at the end, because um, this, this these exams they happen at the end of the year, and after that you're finished, and they give you the results during summer. And yours were? 
Uh, I, was, I think I was one away from perfect grade. So I did very, very well. Very well. And you know, if you ask my peers, they would be like, what? Because I was never a smart student. I was never smart at all. But you enjoyed these subjects. But I also worked hard. Did you? I did. What do you, you think prompted you to do that? Well, I don't like the... Because I, I was, for the past, like, I guess for like at least 10, 12 years of my life, my grades weren't exceptional. And I started to get tired of that because especially at school, at the school I went to, everyone's an academic. But especially my house. My house was just, they're all pure geniuses. They all landed off to the, the best schools that you can name. Oxford, Cambridge, uh, Princeton, all that sort of things. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to pull everyone behind. So I, for the last two years, two, three years, I was like, okay, I better work, I better work. Because I don't, I don't want to fail. I don't want to just do bad. I wanted to do good. And so when it came around exam season, so I was able to have that discipline to tell my mind, like, you can't. But you were sticking with people that were doing the same. Yeah, I was, which helped. <laughs> so it wasn't by yourself. It wasn't, but... You couldn't have made it by yourself. No, I, would, I definitely wouldn't have. So you had a lot of people that you actually worked with, asked for their information, how did you get this, what yeah. this, right? And you see, when, when you see for yourself that these guys do so well in their academics, they perform so well, you're like, okay, I want a piece of that. And, but what they do, they just work hard. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just work hard. And although that's easier said than done, it's actually pretty simple. But, do they, but they're working with someone. They're not working no, alone. No, you work by yourself. You work by yourself. Yeah, a lot of the, really? when, you, when you revise and when you study, it's pretty individual. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing that the school teaches you. Just don't, don't always rely on people. Rely on yourself and make sure you do it. And as I said, it's, you know, it's easier said than done to just do, your, do it yourself and learn the material yourself. But it's actually pretty simple. Just, just kind of just, you just do it. Okay. You just say, all right, I've had my fun. Let's just get down to work and do it. Mm. But, the, but in order to know that it actually works, just like in fencing, right. you can practice with your shadow all night and all day, yeah. but until you get with another person, you won't know if you've gotten the skills. Exactly. So, so you study by yourself. The point I'm trying to make yeah, is that yeah. you study by yourself, but unless you talk with your classmates or they've got your, your housemates, of course, yeah, of course you, um, you talk you won't and know. you discuss. That's, 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 that's okay, correct right. for sure. But I would say it was, a lot of it was repetition, knowing the material off by heart, because there's sometimes where understanding is not enough you you want to memorize it because there are keywords that you need to remember and especially for things like tp that's so difficult to understand because it's so abstract it wasn't i would say only like 30 percent of it was i actually understood the rest of it was memory i had just had to remember it so i made flashcard i made notes and i just remembered everything on it and i was able to put it down on my paper that's wow. just how i did it wow yeah it, that's that's the way i think that's what they taught me, just how to use your memory. Yeah. That's right. Most of it is just memorization. I've heard before, it isn't so much about your IQ, it's how well you can recall information that you put in. Yeah, so that's... that's Especially when you're being tested. Yeah, that's the and way. And there's another is. thing, EQ and IQ are two different things. Right. You can have all of what they consider to be IQ, depends on who sets up the test. Right. That you can ask for, and still have a very low EQ. Right, right. And crap out. Because nobody wants to deal with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So that's that's. that's Did you the see way. any of that? Did you see any of that? Where the guys were really good at memorizing, but as soon as you did something, they like they'd start. You know what I mean? They go right. into a tantrum. Um, I wouldn't say that there was many people that had like tantrums when they couldn't do something, but they would get stressed. That's for sure. When they can't do something, 
How would they show it? Because they kind of just, if it's in the house, they kind of just like, you can tell that they're a little bit darker. Okay. Uh, and you know, you just like, there's like a cloud over them. And they're kind of just like in their room trying to do it themselves, you know. And you kind of leave them to it and they always come around. But Did you ever have any of those points? Where it was just like, I, I, I just don't want to do this. Oh, yeah, I've had many of those for okay. sure. Because especially TP, um, well, it, that's the thing though, because all my services were humanities based. Do you have a different type of stress compared to things that you do for like maths and physics that, that do have absolute, that it's just right and wrong. So I, I, I did have stress because, um, because sometimes the way they explain these concepts are so difficult to understand. The words are so difficult to understand. You don't even know what they're trying to say. And that's just like, okay, if you're trying to, ex this is the, really the best way you can explain it. And then from there, you have to, do your own research and that's also a pain because you have to find yourself when the book could have told you but they didn't right. yeah now TP again is uh, theology and philosophy okay theology and philosophy so oh. there were three um, subject um, yes sub subjects within TP which was Christianity uh, philosophy and ethics and yeah we had three exams and you get tested on they only went to they only dealt with Christianity no, there's three Three exams. Okay, Christianity. Yeah. Uh, ph philosophy. Philosophy. And ethics. And ethics. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. It's tough. There's a lot of. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember for the longest time I thought, although as much as I liked the religion, uh, Christianity as a religion, the things that we had to learn about it was god awful boring, because it's so it's so technical, right? It's its own world. But at the end, I was able to. Not only know it, I was able to enjoy it a little bit more so than than the previous times I was trying to learn it. But you didn't come out and decide you wanted to be a priest or anything, did you? No, no, of course not. I I was able to uh, be like, okay, I understand this. I get why people okay. want to learn it, sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, what did you get into? Sorry. What what college did you get into? Um. So, uh, originally I was going to go to University of Edinburgh, which is in Scotland, which is a good school. I was going to go for international business and Chinese. Um, and I had the thing about the UK you can only have five choices for university because you have just the one application and you all send you just send everything at once and so I go into other there's uh, other good schools there's very other good schools that I've gone into I chose Edinburgh at that time just thinking because I, I like the city I've been to Edinburgh and it's really nice but then over the summer my brother came back was like are you sure you want to do this are you sure you want to go to Edinburgh because I thought I did, but I didn't really think straight. It was more of an impulse thing at the time. And so he let me think, and he, I was just looking through, just researching. Because I was like, I was kind of like panicking. I was like, okay, do I actually want to go to this place? But I knew people that was going to the place. That's also why I felt comfortable. But instead, I actually, I don't think I, and then I kind of figured out that I didn't. So I rejected my offer at the end, and then I decided to reapply. So you haven't decided yet? No. I've, I just submitted my, my application for this year. I've reapplied this year. Where's your brother going? Uh, my brother's at a school called UCL. UCL? Uh, University College London. Okay. It's another, it's, it's one of those, again, one of those top schools uh, in the UK. Uh, and he goes, he goes for um, architecture. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he actually enjoys that or not. Because I don't ask him so those, those sort of questions, but. I think well, I, th I assume he likes 
the people he's around, at least. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can ask him next time. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. ask him. But so for university, um, no, I haven't. I don't know where I'm going yet. When do, when do you decide? Um, they can let the offers will they can come in between now till May, so you would decide actually early June. Okay. So I have a lot of time, and in the meanwhile, I'm doing other things. So I'm doing a lot of internships. Well, I plan to do actually today. I have an interview after. Wait, wait, go where? Internship. Yes. Oh right. Um. So today uh, I have a this interview with um. Actually, funny enough, he's a guy I met at TAC. <laughs> okay. um, uh, he runs IHG ANA, the, okay. the hotel chain in Asia. Doing what will you be doing? Um, he was, well, he, he mentioned a few things. I don't know if that's concrete or not, but something like the real estate team or the sales okay. team uh, as an internship, which, which should be good. That'll be for a few months, and I'll see whether I can do that that's hopefully really soon. Good. And then I have a few other opportunities uh, elsewhere. But yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing during my, my gap year because I don't want to waste my time. I want to get. So you're going to be here for a year. Yeah. Well, that means that I can have you on again before you leave, so I can find out how everything turned out. What I've, what I, what I've done. Yeah, that'd yeah, be sure, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. That's great. Um, just before I leave, so maybe that'd in August, August or something. So make sure, in case I don't get with you, you get back with me. Yeah, I I'll want you to. Okay. Now, one last thing, I usually ask people they're older than you I asked them if they would go back to the see their 20 year old but you're not even 20 yet so why don't we do this what how do you see yourself when you 20 years from now 38 right yeah, when you're 38 years old how do you see yourself what kind of picture do you have of yourself well it's if you can have whatever you wanted well it starts off with, with the obvious facts of obviously wanting the the tangible uh, results of success. So, what, what's, what's in terms point? of tangible, in terms of like, you you have you're comfortable. You have money. You have money. You live in a good house and you eat well, and you're able to afford uh, things that you want. That's that's the obviously obvious factors. But then also, I think more importantly within within the business side, in terms of having a job or something that I enjoy and I can do what I hope to be able to do with using uh, morality, I guess, good morals as a center of the way I, I choose, I make decisions. Because, you know, so, there's a lot of times where whatever profession there may be, there may be clashes between two different ethics. And that's quite, you know, it's, I want to say it's stressful, but it's not something that you always want to be in. So if you're able to just do what seems more and good to you, as well as, and which hopefully produces good results, then that's kind of the more, more important thing for me. You did. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. This Thank you very much. Great talk. Thank, Thank you. you so much for taking the time to come here no worries. and for giving me that. But we have so many other subjects we talk about because you do like cars. I love cars too. Yeah. Not much as my son. I'm a, I would say I'm a, big, a big, big car guy, a big watch guy. Is that right? Yeah, those two. Oh, good. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed.